Hey, this is Dr. Matt Chalmers, and you're listening to the Dr. Chalmers Podcast. We'll be covering how the body actually works so we can fix the things no one else can. Okay, I get a lot of flack for this one, but I think it's worth talking about. Uh, You're going to die. We're all going to die. Giving up every single thing that you love and enjoy so that you could maybe get a couple more days or another hour or a couple more years. I mean, that's a call you're going to have to make. People ask me all the time. They're like, you drink lots of coffee. Isn't coffee bad for you? Um, the amount of coffee I drink is not great for you, uh, but I love coffee. Uh, I take a lot of supplementation. I, I do a lot of things to offset it, but I like coffee. So I'm going to drink my coffee. That's just how it's going to go. I have people who you know, smoke cigarettes and they love it or smoke cigars and they love it. That's their thing. Great. I've been in two car wrecks. Both should have killed me. I mean, in my 20s. Something's going to take you out. I would always do the best, like I said, do the best to offset any damage you're doing. But I mean, if you think about it, you're like, look, you're going to be here for 80 years, right? You're not going to live forever. Uh, we haven't hit singularity yet. So, I mean, maybe uh, it's going to be super ironic if I die and then two years later they hit or like the next day they hit singularity. That's going to be super ironic. And you guys can talk about how funny that is for the rest of the time. But, but anyway, there's no reason to give up something you really enjoy and live a life for 30 years missing something you really liked because maybe you would have gotten a couple extra days. Now, you, like I said, you've got to kind of look at it and kind of regulate it back. If you, if you kind of like smoking and it creates a lot of negative pressure within your family or the way you smoke makes it so you, you're having trouble running or walking. All right. You know, and I'm not saying that you should smoke seven packs a day. You know, a lot of times with our patients, when, I, when they come in, they say, I got to quit smoking. I go, do you got to quit or do you want to quit? Because if you got to quit, we need to talk about it. If you want to quit, I'll teach you how to how to quit. And they're like, I feel like I got to quit. I'm like, all right, cool. And I always ask them, are all the cigarettes you smoke equally enjoyable? Like the one after the big meal, the first one in the morning, you know, like, are, are they all equally enjoyable? That random two o'clock on a Tuesday, is that one as enjoyable? If they're like, no, you can usually whittle them down to from a pack or more a day to, you know, three, four, five. Uh, in that case, they still get that. They still get to smoke. They still enjoy it. They still get that enjoyment. Lots of guys on, on the cigar and pipe into this, but they're healthier, you know, and they're not going to, we're not going to have to worry as much about the COPD, the emphysema, stuff like that. Um, you know, always if guys are like, I could take it or leave it, 100% leave it. Um, anything that's, that's negative or detrimental to your health that you don't, you don't care that much about, you're not super passionate about, get rid of. Like, obviously, do the best you can. But if like every day that you, after you quit, you're like, man, I wish I could have a cigarette for months. We might want to talk about that because there's no reason to go through life in torture some fashion. So the other thing is, is that, that I like about the whole, you're going to die someday is you kind of understand, oh, all right, I'm going to die. I'm going to move on. This is not, you know, this is eternity. I got to do some stuff now to prep for later. And I got to set some stuff up for my kids or my family or however it's going to go. Uh, Understanding that this part of your journey is temporary kind of helps focus on well, why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? That piece is really nice because some of the stuff that at least for me that I believe we're here to do isn't super fun and that's cool, but we're here to do it. And so you got to do it and then you'll be good when you move on. It's just, you know, you got to check that box. You got to get that stuff done. So uh, just kind of focus, recognize that don't focus on it, but recognize that, that, you know, this isn't, this, this life isn't permanent. And enjoy as much of you can of it. So that's a that's a big piece. I always want to make sure people understand is that there's no reason to deny yourself everything because you're not going to live forever. Like find out how to get that moderation going. So 
So coffee enemas. Um, I know I talk about this a lot. People are like, do I have to get all the stuff from you? No, no, you don't have to. Like, I don't like the coffee that we sell here in these small bags. That's not what I use uh, at home. I don't want to get in trouble by, you know, throwing a brand out and having them mad at me. But uh, it's not what I use because I buy big, bigger bags because I do two a week. Uh, it just needs to be organic. Uh, it needs to be non-flavored, non-scented, which obviously that's not important because you don't have a lot of smell and taste factors there. Just organic clean beans. There's products I like to put in. PRL makes a great thing. Billy Vin, that's a great one to put in it. You can use Tomorrow Effects or what, depending on when you watch this, it'll be called Next Day soon. Uh, we're, we're rolling that one out under Next Day. Next Day is a great one to put in there. I like Peristat Peritocin, also made by PRL. Uh, I like those in there. Uh, people have asked me if they can use our Superior Detox in the enema. Uh, I wouldn't. I mean, you can, it's not going to hurt you, but man, that has a lot of psyllium husk in it. And the psyllium husk is important because it's supposed to kill parasites and flush stuff out and puffs up. And it's really, really beneficial for the antiparasitic if you're going to do it orally, but it clogs the tube and stuff like that when you do it uh, in an enema. So the only way that I would tell you to do it is if you're going to put it all in the coffee, let it steep. And then before you do it, you're going to filter it all. If you filtered out all that stuff, that'd be fine. That'll work. Uh, I kind of like some of the, uh, gritty stuff in there to actually go in. But if you want to filter it all and use the superior detox, you're more than welcome to do it. That would actually work. Like the the, the next day uh, or the tomorrow effects has a good amount of turmeric in it. So you can use that, but I always throw turmeric in it. I like using photi and stinging nettle in mine because those, those help with breaking up and knocking out dihydrotestosterone or the DHT. Uh, so it's a little bit of a little bit of play for prostate function. And for hair, so for those of you who are losing your hair, if you want to do some coffee enemas with some anti-DHT stuff in it, faux ties can be phenomenal. Stinging nettle will be great. Stinging nettle also helps the liver, so that's a really great one as well. Quercetin is another great one to toss in there. I will also, if like I'm a testing patients and a bunch of people came in that week for sinus or gut infections or whatever, and they were they were testing for Allison, I'll use Allison. Um, I'll use you know turkey tail or Coriolis. It's the same thing or you know, hysanol or whatever people are testing for. I always put lysine in it because there's all sorts of viruses rolling around. You know, histidine is another great one. You don't have to put all this stuff and sometimes all these things are not going to be beneficial. Uh, histidine is also great. If you've got inflammation, if you really want to focus on liver or colon health, histidine is a fantastic one. That's an amino acid. So those are, those are great. Um, I do two a week. I think two weeks a great amount for general maintenance for most people. If you've got an issue, if you have a parasitic issue or something like that, you can do more. I've had patients who've done them every day and that's fine. But I, I would tell you about, you know, one to two a week is a really good maintenance level. But then again, and people always ask, well, how long does it take? It could take you 45 minutes, maybe an hour if you're doing them and you're trying to do them, you know, for expediency and you did a really good job. Mine take two hours because I'm really watching TV. The only time I watch TV is Tuesdays and Fridays when I do my animals. So my brain will just allow me to do. I feel like I'm being lazy and unproductive if I watch TV outside of when I'm doing my animals. So uh, before between four and six a.m. on Tuesdays and Fridays, that's when I do mine. Uh, that's also when I watch my TV. So that's why it takes me two hours for real. You're like, oh my gosh, I have to dedicate two hours to this? No, no. That's just how much I do because I'm actually watching TV. So that's uh, that's kind of how the coffee enemas roll. Uh, they're fantastic for your liver. Uh, I can't think of anything better for liver cleaning uh, than coffee enemas. It also helps clean the hepatic portal system and the colon, which obviously the only reason that your liver is getting cleaned is because of the hepatic portal system. So that's why it's so important. It's also a great idea. It's also really funny whenever I talk to, you know, other practitioners or docs or anything, 
and they, they try to give you grief and they're like, oh my gosh, do you know how far your colon is from your liver? It's never going to get there. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I always laugh because that obviously means they have no idea about colon function. They have no physiology or even anatomy understanding of uh, GI function because the whole purpose of the hepatic portal system is to take all of the water from your fecal matter, take it back to your liver so your liver can clean the water, put the waste kind of back down and then kick the water back in your system so you don't dehydrate and die from bowel movements. That's the whole reason why di- uh, diarrhea can kill you is because diarrhea shuts off the hepatic portal function and, and pushes everything out as fast as possible. And then you get dehydrated from it. So that's how coffee animals actually work. Uh, they're fantastic. I recommend them for, and I can't, I'm sure there's somebody out there who shouldn't do them outside of people who have no colon because they had surgery, but I can't think of anybody who has a colon who I would not recommend that for off the top of my head. We do it for ulcerative colitis all the time. Like we do a really good job fixing ulcerative colitis and those guys end up doing coffee enemas as well. So, you know, hemorrhoids or ulcers in the, in the colon, as long as it doesn't hurt real bad, you can still do them. So um, that's a pretty solid one as well. This has been Dr. Chalmers, and our goal is to get as much accurate health and wellness information out as possible. Please subscribe and share so we can help even more people. Stay healthy and stay safe. You can find us on all social media at Dr. Chalmers One and Dr. Chalmers Substack. 